From the creators of Circles of Faith, this is Slices of Life, a podcast where intentional living and imperfection meet. Join us as we have conversations that help you navigate real faith, real life, and real community in the everyday. I'm Kimberly Amici, and today I'm here with Elise Daly Parker and Noelle Rhodes. Back in episode 40, we started the discussion on values. We talked about what they are and why they're important. We also gave you a simple framework for discovering yours. However, values are meaningless unless they're translated into simple, practical behaviors or steps that you can take every day. Today, we're here to talk about our values and walk you through the process of turning your values into practices that will change your life. But before we get started, let's ask an In Your Words question. If there is one thing you would want your family to be known for, what would it be? So from Facebook, we are from Fran that she would like her family to be known as Christ followers. Sharon would like her family to be known for being kind, thoughtful, and a good Christian neighbor. Mary said that she would want her family to be known for loving well and compassionate to those in need. And then Robin said, I want my family to be known as givers, givers of our time, talents, treasure. And I'd like to think we can give compassion and love as well. I love what Faith said. She said, I want my family to be vessels of fun and levity. When you're around us, you leave lifted. And Angela said, I want our family to be known for living life to the fullest with our hearts, with hearts of unconditional love and a home with open doors. Wow. Everyone's got some really powerful, awesome things they want their families to be known for. Yeah. I was going to say, I'd like my family to be known as being sane. (laughs) (laughs) If I could just take sane. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> we're we're known for being crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh! What well, about you? Know, what about you, Elise? Said for that too. What about you, Elise? Well, I would like my family to be known for joie de vivre. So, um, taking joy in life, um, whether it's um, you know really something simple like a beautiful day, or something a little bit more dramatic like um, and miraculous like a new baby or. Uh, a celebration of life in some way, wedding, whatever. Um, yeah, that we take joy and that we bring joy to others as well. I know that many of us have things that we want to be known for and that we want our families to be known for, but sometimes it's actually not what we're known for. And that could be for a number of reasons. That could be because uh, our, our circumstance and we don't feel like we're capable to live out our values because we're restricted by what's going on in our life. Sometimes we don't live in a certain way because we're just too busy. And I think all of that can be overcome when we identify our values. But mm. I think there's more to identifying your values. Um, we did a podcast a little while back about how to discover your values. And During that episode, we talked to our listeners about how they could figure out what's important to them and then narrow it down to about five or seven. And it's great to have those values, but I think some people get tripped up on actually how to live them out because Mm -hmm. what happens is, is you get your, you get a value. Like for example, um, Faith, she said she wants to be vessels of fun and levity. So in my mind, I'm wondering, well, how does she live that out? Like, what does she do in her life that intentionally makes her fun and approach things with levity? 
right? And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's easy to get busy and forget that that's important to you and then it not become a part of your life. And then you look back later and you're like, but these things were important and that's just what I wanted to be known for. And, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think life gets in the way. Absolutely. Yes, it does. And I think one of the biggest killers of um, living according to our values is definitely the busy life and Mm. um, not stopping to think about what our values are and not stopping to um, figure out how do they translate into actual, you know, action? How do they look in a real life life? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Real life life. A real life life. So I've been doing a lot of research on values and on family culture and family mission. And one of the things I came across was that the first place to start is to identify your values, to get a sense of what you want to be known for as a family. However, those values or those words are just abstract concepts. They're just nouns until you actually take them and turn them into verbs and until you identify what that value means to you and what it looks like in your life. So Kimberly, when it comes to you, do you have an example that you can give us? I do. I do. Um, For example, uh, when it comes to parenting, I have a 10 year old little boy. And when I go into his room and I see that it's not clean and I told him to clean it, if I say to him, honey, we're, you know, we, us Amici's, we do things with excellence. Like, he's going to look at me like I have two heads. Like, it sounds great. And I think he knows what the word excellent is from school. But, like, does what does it mean? It doesn't mean anything to him. So right. what I what we kind of did was, for example, with excellence is we've figured out what that looks like for our family. So, for example, when I say, Aaron, when I ask you to do something, I would like you to complete the task promptly and thoroughly. Then he knows, right. okay, promptly, I should right. have done it right away. Thoroughly, I have to f- finish it. Like, Mm -hmm. don't quit before it's done. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, I'm giving him really practical steps to live out excellence. So if he continues to do this over and over again, he then becomes someone of excellence who does things and approaches things in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so, like, for example, the brilliance of this is that that example that I just gave you, um, it's actionable. So he right. knows exactly what it looks like. It's right. repeatable. He can do it over and over again. It's observable. It's really easy for me to know if he's doing it. And it's also measurable. My standard also doesn't change in terms of, like, when I'm in a good mood he's done, and he does a mediocre job, I'm okay with it because, uh, you know, my day's gone well. Or mm-hmm. if I'm in a bad mood, maybe it's not enough for me because nothing's ever done right. And that's the way I'm feeling right. that particular right. day. So this idea yeah. of measurable not only benefits him, but it benefits me. And I think it makes me a better parent. Yeah, I think the yeah. whole all those steps that you are uh, enumerating, actionable, repeatable, observable, measurable, based on already agreed upon what does excellence mean, um, it's just, it, it just makes living out your values possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and on, in a way that everybody in your family understands. So I think that's awesome. I really, I really like the clarity of, um, of the way you've worked through this and, you know, I'm going to pay attention to it. It's mm-hmm. helpful for me as well. Mm-hmm. It, even though I'm one of those moms whose children have flown the coop. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, so now that you've, now, now that you've taken us through some of these steps, 
Um, Kimberly, why don't you give us a very concrete example of what this looks like for one of the values in your family? Okay, so for example, we have the value of generosity. Now, my Mm -hmm. family put together a mission statement, and we have this mission statement hung in our foyer. And it's great, but again, they're just words, right? So in our mission statement, it says that we're generous. Mm-hmm. But again, who knows what that means? It looks different for me than it does for you. And so for our family, what we've done is we've listed one, two, three, four, five, like six, I think six or seven things that point to generosity for us and they're specific mm-hmm. to our family. So mm-hmm. when I read them to you, listen for the verbs because what I'm doing is I'm taking the noun of generosity, this abstract concept, and I'm making it actionable by using verbs to tell you exactly what it looks like for us. So our family lives within our means. We do not spend more than we earn. Our family budgets money to give our income away. And then I kind of list exactly what we do. We do 10% for our church. We do 5% for other causes. We cook or purchase meals for people in our community that have a baby, lose a family member, or who are struggling. Mm-hmm. And we host meetings or gatherings in our home as needed. Yeah, that's good. So I heard the verbs. I heard the verbs. Yeah. So there's no question about what it means to us. When I'm talking to my kids about a generous life, they know exactly what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. Other expressions that you could use would be practice, be fanatical about, assume. Um, anything that implies action is, is perfect in this process mm-hmm. of creating these practices. Yeah. It's taking your B and making it a do as well. I Mm -hmm. like that. All right. So Elise, what is, um, one of your values and let's see what we can do about, um, tell me, tell me about how you live it out and let's see what we can do about turning them into practices that you can, um, measure and celebrate. Okay. So one of my, um, greatest values, and again, we're talking about a, a person who's married I'm married and my children are all spread out and out of the home at this point. Um, one is kind of coming back and forth, but she's soon to be leaving again. So one of my values is um, being connected relationally. It's really important for me to feel like I'm connected to my husband, to feel like I'm connected to um, my children, my sisters and my mother, um, and, and, and friends as well. I am somebody who really feels uh, that life is full if my relationships are going beyond the sort of, hi, how you doing? Checking in um, and, and going a little bit deeper through meaningful connection. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What can we do with that? If connecting is important to you, then there's a couple things that you should be doing on a regular basis. And I think that would be schedule. Schedule. Mm-hmm dinners with family members. So I know you're really close with your sisters. And so having that scheduled so that that's a regular thing makes it possible for you to live out that value. Also budget money to travel to see your family Mm -hmm. members and budget money, budget a certain amount of money to eat out or whatever it is or whatever way that you connect with them. And so, um, you know, some people may say, well, I don't really have the money to do that. And I understand some people's budgets are tight, but I like, you know, for my case, like I certainly could spend a little bit less on clothes if I want to give to a great cause. Like I have to look at my budget and I need to say, 
yeah, I say this is important, but if I really would rather have brand name labels in my closet, then I'm not really as generous as I think I am. Not that yeah, there's anything I mean, wrong with that. But if, if you have other things in your life that are taking the place of what you say is your value, then you have to really reconsider right. if that's a value to you. So it could be yeah. anything, um, but it yeah. would be important for you to, to budget for... For travel expenses, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, It costs money to go hop in the car and go places. And then especially if you want to just treat your kids to like coffee, which is $5 a pop or, you know, a burger or something. That's really important to me. I don't want to come and visit my kids and then be like, okay, everybody pays for themselves. I really do want to treat them in that way. It's, it's a rare occasion and I'd like to be able to do that. So that's a, that's a really good one. And it's also speaks a lot to your values. The example you gave is uh, a really good one. There's the, there's a quote, something like, um, ask a man or ask a woman what she cares about mo- most and take a look at her checkbook to find out the truth. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's something good. like Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very convicting. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a good reminder for me, too. <laughs> and then, Elise, I think another one for you would be to um, call, text, or email friends mm-hmm. when I haven't seen them in a little bit to see Mm. how they're doing to check in with them yeah so you know you can get busy and never apply any of these or Mm -hmm. you can figure out these simple steps and to me they're simple they are they're just intentional yeah you could you could put reminders on your phone you can put it in your calendar every month you know there are Mm -hmm. things simple things you can do and then you know, people will be able to look back and say, oh, my gosh, Elise was always reaching out to me and connecting with me. And I always felt mm-hmm. like I could go to Elise whenever I needed her or I always knew that, you know, she was going to call at the right time. You know, and yeah. that's what you become known for. Mm. You know, it's interesting. I think another part of that, which you've, you've pretty much touched on, but I think about my wonderful iBloom calendar and there's some sections in the in the beginning of the month. And that's a really good time for me to think about okay, who do I want to connect with this month? Who have I not been in touch with in terms of my Mm. friendships? And put that down as one of the goals for my month. So I I like the, I really like the intentionality of this. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's good. All of these things can be taught. If you were to teach them to your children, all of these things can Mm -hmm. be coached. So there's, there's, you have friends that can hold you accountable to this. Mm-hmm. and um, measured. And then when you've achieved them, you can celebrate them. You can say, wow, like, you know, every six months or at the end of a year, when you kind of reflect on your year, you can look back and say, yeah, I really did do these things. And I want to celebrate yeah. my commitment to my values. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I like great. It. Yeah. yeah. Once you've discovered your values, it's easy to translate them into practical steps that will change your life. For those of you who are interested in doing that, we've created a free download. All you have to do is head over to circlesoffaith.org and sign up for our newsletter. You'll also find the link to that PDF in your show notes. So what about you, Noelle? So one of our values in our family is hospitality. We really love hosting people in our home. We want people to feel welcomed and at home and very comfortable well-fed, having a good time, but also um, we want our family atmosphere and, you know, our place to be a place where people feel like they can really, you know, be their their true self. Mm -hmm. And if they need to be vulnerable and share something that we're listening, that we're there, that we're available. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, So definitely, like, host in and of itself is a great... 
verb. Verb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Noelle, so like you host uh, events at your home. Um, tell me about your house, though, because you've told me a little bit before about your house and, and how you've created it and what you've done to make it reflect your hospitality. So we live in a very moderately small uh, lake cottage, a lake community. And when we got the house, it, it, it needed actually to be gutted and pretty much redone inside. And so when we were when we were designing it, we designed it with the intention that we want to be able to host parties, gatherings, um, big dinners at our house. Even though it was small, we didn't want that to hold us back. So when we designed it, we kept our bedroom small. Mm-hmm. And we made the common living space quite, you know, bigger and more open so that we could have parties and we could have people over. But at the same time, we also have, um, we made sure that we had a, a, a room for guests as well. Mm-hmm. And we made sure we had two bathrooms, even though most of these homes here have only one, we want to have two so that we have parties there's not a long line uh, for the bathroom. So <laughs> even though we live in a little tiny lake cottage, we decided that's not going to stop us because our value is hospitality. Our value is welcoming people into our home. So we designed our home to reflect that value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Yeah, I love that. You know, I guess I would say just similar to Elise, if hospitality is important to you, then one of your verbs would be budget. I mean, that's going to come up probably with most most of these, right? Put your money where your mouth is. Um, yep. have, mm-hmm. have a budget where you have go-to snacks or things that you can offer people for the spontaneous mm-hmm. get-together. I know right. we always have the ingredients for s'mores on hand. And we actually always have the ingredients for chili on hand. Yeah. So that... Oh, so-and-so's coming over? Okay, let's throw on a pot of chili. Oh, we don't have anything to serve? Let's just do s'mores by the fire. Like, there are things that you can do that um, that you make, you make you know, time and space and, and for. Sets you up for success, yeah. basically. Yeah. And another thing you could um, have as one of your practices is say yes to impromptu playdates or impromptu yeah. gatherings. You know, if, there, if there's no reason not to have one, then you commit to saying yes because you never know what's going to happen. If you have to have things scheduled all the time, you know, maybe you'll lose opportunities to be hospitable and to welcome people into your home and to serve them. Absolutely. If you if you have to have them scheduled in advance and also if you're so overscheduled that you can't fit them in. So those are good yeah. ways of, again, mm looking at how does this happen out? How does this get played out? But again, as, as I say that, as I make that suggestion, you know, other people are very comfortable with having it scheduled. There was a point in our life when we were really trying to build community. And one of our things was once a month, have someone on the schedule, a couple that we don't know come over. So like once a month, Mm -hmm. we'd be like, okay, who do we want to invite over this month? And we would put them on the calendar. And so if it, you know, for you, it might be spontaneous because you live in a smaller community where sometimes kids are getting off the bus and they want to come over and play and we can get tripped up on that. Or you can say my life has a little bit of, you know, not a lot of, not a lot of margin, but -hmm. hospitality is important to me. So I'm going to put these things in place so that I don't have to wait for them to uh, opportunities to come to me. So again, that could look different. No right ways. I like that. Yeah. And you just, you just, the flow of the season Mm -hmm. you're in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Your values don't change, but your seasons do. So there's going to be seasons where I'm going to have to 
schedule things, you know, and keep the schedule. And there's going to be seasons where I'm going to have opportunity to, you know, spontaneously invite somebody over, which Mm -hmm. is a whole other thing. You know, I need to be willing to be the first one to invite somebody over to my house. Yeah. So, um, no, and I think that's a great point that you made, Noelle. I think people think they have to have it all figured out in the beginning, and they don't. It's going to change over time anyway. So what you put in place right now, you might find your season of life doesn't allow for it. Um, you may find out that, you know, here's a big one, that parenting isn't what you thought it would be, right? So at least you've mentioned before, you thought, you know, you were going to be able to quilt while your baby's on the floor, sleeping and playing silently with a puzzle. <laughs> like, yes, it's true. And drink that's tea. a big fat lie. Oh my gosh. Oh my so gosh. if you start off as a as a parent and you create these values for what you want and what you want your life to look like when you have your children and they're not quite that way, you need to be flexible and say, "Okay, the value doesn't change, but how it actually mm. walks out in my everyday may need to change. Yeah, yeah you know? that's good. Well, I think one of the things that, that's important here is, um, and I think, Kimberly, you guys do this as a family, and I'm not sure, Noelle, if you guys do, but I wouldn't be surprised. And that is because you can't just set it and forget it with values. You have to revisit them. And determine, um, I mean, as you, they're probably not going to change much, but the way you live them out is. So setting a time, an annual time or more, but at least an annual time to kind of say, okay, so let's look at the year ahead. Um, what is it? What's it going to look like for us? What's going to change? What are the kids going to be doing that they weren't doing before? Because, you know, at a certain point, you're um, very busy. I think it's really important to, rem- to remember um, values and how you live them out really needs to be checked in, recalibrated, uh, reconsidered on a fairly regular basis. Well, I like the idea of adjusting your expectations to your season in regards to values. I was thinking about how if our, if my family's value is hospitality and I want my kids to own that, my expectation of my eight-year-old you know, making the lasagna for the party, she's not quite there yet. She's close, but she's, I couldn't like leave her to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's just easier for me to make lasagna. However, she can, you know, take a few little, little guys that might be at the party, maybe a couple three-year-olds and read them a story. And that's her being, you know, hospitable. And I can point that out to her and say, look, you're, you know, look, look at this way that you're contributing and you're reflecting this value. But as a parent, yeah. if I'm like, you must do it this way, or you're not really reflecting our value until you're old enough to do it, that's, that's not good either. So I think if we're showing our kids mm-hmm. where they're at and what, what they're capable of and how they can, you know, reflect their values, it's yeah. encouraging yeah. to them you know, um, that, that they are capable and they are part of our team and they are, you know, they're, they're singing the same song as we, as we are, but maybe not the same, maybe not the same harmony line. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I like that. Well, and I think, um, I, I liked something, Noel, that you, I heard you say recently that you would talk, you were teaching your kids how to, um, respond to people when they come into your door. Like, yeah. the, you know, that's another, can you, t- can you go with that little example? Because I think it's a good one. So one of the things I've been teaching my kids is that when we have guests and they come to the door, especially if they don't know who they are really, I will say to them right before, like, you know, five minutes before they're due to come, I say, Olive Silas, 
this is who's coming. This is how old they are, like a rough age. And these are their names. This is how we know them. And then when they come, I want you to say hello, so-and-so. Welcome to our home. We're so glad you're here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so we've been doing that because my kids are like a little bit dramatic. They like to kind of perform. And so sometimes when people would come over, (laughs) they would just like get really silly and just act silly. And it would, you know, to walk into a home that you may not actually know very well and the kids are being kind of crazy is not welcoming. <laughs> it's not <laughs> hospitable. So I'm teaching them how to do that, how to greet guests at the door, how to take people's coats. We're teaching Silas how to shake someone's hand. Mm-hmm, and those are very mm-hmm. simple things. But, you know, if they're able to get it now, they'll be much more, you know, welcoming adults as they get older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's one of those, again, it's one of those actionable steps. So teaching your children manners and um how to have a welcoming attitude is one of the ways that you're walking out your hospitality Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's and it's observable people will say oh noelle's children they're so welcoming and Mm -hmm. and not to say that it's about um you having these perfect wonderful children it's about creating a feeling in your home right so people from the time they walk through the door whether it's when they interact with you or your children or your husband they're going to get the Mm -hmm. same vibe right they're going to they're going to feel welcomed because you're all on the same page and it's Mm going to be observable and people from the outside are going to know what you're about they're going to know that it's not just what mommy thinks is good to do the whole family's practicing this Right, And it can impact people. And I think that ultimately as Christians, these values that we live out are instruments of serving and loving others. And, you know, you'll be known for that. And that, and that is what we're supposed to be known for is our love and, and, um, how we make other feels others feel. And so Mm -hmm. just in terms of the values we've already mentioned, um, all of the things we, we do do that. You know, yes, and it's our unique way of how we do it. And I like how when it needs to be something that's measurable. So for me, when I am when 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 we're around other people that my kids don't know, if Silas, my ten year old, takes the initiative to offer his hand and a handshake, introduce himself, that's me seeing his maturity and growth and being a very welcoming person and a very kind, cheerful, want to get to know you kind of person. That's my Mm -hmm. heart for our family is that people would feel like we want to get to know you Mm -hmm. and invite you to be a part of our life. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's important to measure and to see how you're doing as a family. Cause you can Mm -hmm. say you're for me, I could say, Oh, we're hospitable, but are we really, when you come to my home, do you feel like you're at home? Do you feel at ease? Do you feel like I'm prepared and ready to serve you food and that my kids are not going to be jumping on your head? I mean, (laughs) our value is not peace and quiet. That's not one of my values um, or solitude or anything like that. Um, But I do want you to be comfortable. So, you know, it's it's finding that balance. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And then if it's measurable, it can be celebrated. You could look back and say, I did this. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. self reflection and self awareness is super important if we're living an intentional life. Yeah. Well, to kind of go with what you're saying about being observable and measurable. Olive won the principal's award yesterday, Woo-hoo! which I know it's very exciting for being a person of good character and being a person who is welcoming and kind to others. Mm-hmm. So yesterday we took her out for ice cream to celebrate. But yeah, I mean again, it's wonderful that. 
others are noticing that she's a you know a kind little girl yeah. and yeah she's looking to include others so i love that that again is that hospitable spirit coming out yeah. Well, that points to being repeatable. She wasn't just showing her character once. She had to have done it over and over and over again. It's a practice that she repeated and was recognized for it. It's not good enough to just be of good character, be kind, be gracious when it's convenient or when we're in a good mood or when our day's going Mm. good. It's either you do it Mm -hmm. all the time or you're not going to be known for it. Mm -hmm. Do you you find, Kimberly... Here's a question off the cuff. Do you find that some of your family members find particular values easy to adapt into their life and other values not as easy? Like, for instance, Olive, being kind and welcoming is really easy for Olive. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. That's her personality. Keeping that room clean so that we can be hospitable. You know, I'm looking at her room right now with... (laughs) Um, daggering eyes, but her room is a disaster, but that's one of our values that would keep her home tidy and neat, mm-hmm. or it's one of the ways that we kind of live out our hospitality. So, like, how do you help your your kids be consistent in all those areas? So, the answer is yes. I think it comes easy for some than others. So, integrity is one of our values, and that has to do, for us, it has to do with telling the truth. It has to do with honoring our commitments, even when it's uncomfortable. It has to do with being um, authentic and being the same person in every place um, we are. Like we're not one person with our friends and then one person at home and then one person at church. So for my daughter, one of my daughters, she finds it very difficult to tell the truth. Very Mm. difficult. I mean, (laughs) she will lie about things she doesn't even need to lie about. But I do think it might come easier for, say, my son. Because he's a real big people pleaser. Right. Mm Right. So you just got to coach them through it. I mean, that's what, what's what's so great about these principles is that you teach it to them over and over again. Essentially, culture creating is a teaching curriculum. It's not something that's mm-hmm. done one time. It's not something that's done with a fancy meeting and, you know, announcing an initiative and saying that this is the course we're going to take. It is little steps every day, all the time, that when you get to the end of the road or the end of the year, you look back and you go, Wow. Like, we really do have a, that, that kind of culture in our home, in our workplace, in our ministry. And, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no replacing those small, consistent, everyday steps that point to the value. And coaching your kids on it on a regular basis. And when I say regular, because a lot of this stuff isn't going to come naturally to them. Right. All right. So why don't you wrap us up with a coaching challenge, Elise? So this week's coaching challenge starts with, making sure that you've already done your val- your values worksheet, which would be found in episode 40, but we'll put it in the show notes again. Um, and then if you've already done that, the next step, download the worksheet that we're making available this week that will help you walk through transforming your values into practices. So really, those are my challenges. Do the values sheet and then do this um, transforming values into practices sheet and you'll be well on your way to doing intentional, living out your life intentionally uh, according to the values that are most important to you. That's it for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to share the podcast with someone you think will love it. You can find everything we talked about today on the show notes. They're available on iTunes and in the Circles of Faith newsletter. If you subscribe, you'll receive additional content and resources delivered right to your inbox. You can also find us on social media as Circles of Faith. Subscribe to us in iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. And while you're there, rate and review the show. Your comments go a long way in helping others find us.